Awesome. Well, everybody, once again, Happy New Year 2023. Here we are. Uh, for those of you who don't know, my name is Matt. I'm the lead pastor here along with my wife, Tanya, and we get to serve with Pastors Mike and Ev as your pastors here at Life Church. Um, we love you, and we are so grateful to be able to do this, to be able to serve God in this way, to be able to join with him as he builds his church. Because you know what? The Bible tells us that Jesus is building his church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So we get to be a part of that. Um, Um, In case you're wondering, I am a Canucks fan. It's well, okay. Let's be honest. My son would probably, yeah. My son's like, no, you're not, Dad. Um, I, 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 I'm not a Fairweather fan, but this year's it's my my feathers have been a little bit ruffled. I'm not going to lie. Been a little bit of a tough year. Uh, I also love a good hamburger, and I'm six foot four. So there's a couple of uh, details for you that you might not have known about me. And I'm a radical lover of Jesus. And this morning, church, I am so excited to be able to open up the 2023 season at Life Church with a fresh word for you. Um, God has really put something on our hearts, Tanya and my heart, and we're so excited this morning to be able to share this word with you. I'm not going to re- tell you what the word is. I'm not going to release the word to you yet. Oh, shoot. All right, never mind. The word is release, church. We felt like the word for this year, for us, for the church, is the word release. And we're going to unpack that word in just a few moments. I'm going to tell you a little bit about what I mean by that. But before we do that, we're going to read some scripture, okay? I've got four passages for you this morning, and our text is going to be the last one. But we're going to reference these other scriptures as we go through this sermon this morning. So if you have your Bibles, uh, let's first of all turn to 2 Corinthians 10, verses 4 through 5. I'm going to be reading this one from the New King James Version, and I'm going to get a drink of water before I do that. Second Corinthians 10, verses 4 through 5. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Next one is this, Romans chapter 8, verses 5 through 6. They should be up behind me. I'm reading from the ESV. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. For to set your mind on the flesh is death, but to set your mind on the Spirit is life and peace. Somebody say life and peace. Awesome. John 8, 32. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And here's the last one. This is our text today. Isaiah chapter 30, verse 15. For thus says the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest you shall be saved. In quietness and confidence shall be your strength. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning for your word. God, we thank you that your word is living and active, that it's sharper than a two-edged sword. We thank you that your word will accomplish what it is set out to do. It will not return void. We thank you this morning, Lord God, that as your, as your, as your, as your uh, tool this morning, as your speaker, Lord God, that I am simply a tool used by you. And I pray that you'd help me to get out of the way so that your word can co- go forth and do what it needs to do in this place and in our hearts. Father, we love you, we glorify you, and we magnify you today. And we come with great expectations because we serve a great God. And everybody said, amen. Amen. 
So the word that we had in our heart for 2023 is the word release. And when I think of release, I think about a game that I used to play with my kids when they were really young. I remember what I would do is I would, I would sit on the couch and, you know, you're always looking for ways to try and interact with your kids in a way that, you know, can kind of connect to them. And so what I would do is I'd wait for them to go running by and like little Josiah would go running by me with his big chubby cheeks. And as he would go by, I would grab him like this and I'd just hold him really, really tight. And Josiah would be squirming in my arms. He'd be like, Dad, let me go, let me go, let me go. And I'd just, just hold on really tight. I was like, I'm never going to let you go. I'm never going to let you go. And I'd just hang on, hang on, hang on. And then I would say, okay, well, I'll let you go, but you got to hit the button. And I'd put out my finger like this. And he'd squirm, and he'd turn around, and he'd, he'd, he'd reach out his little chubby little fingers, and he'd touch the button, and I would release him. And he would be free to run around. And you know what he'd do? He'd run right back around that same path. Because he knew that I was going to grab him again and hold him tightly. And then I'd say, okay, all you got to do is hit the button. And then he would be released to go and do what he wanted to do. Um, also, when I think about the word release, I also think about a certain Disney song that many of you might know. Let it go. Let it go. Don't hold on anymore. Right? Or here's another one. I was thinking about this one this morning as well. I remember, like, as a dad, a lot of times when you're, um, when, you're, when you're going places, you have lots of stuff. Like, it's amazing how much stuff you actually have when you're going places. And so sometimes you just don't have enough hands to do everything that you need to do. And so I remember um, my daughter, Ashlyn, in particular, was really good at this. I would pick her up because I would have to carry her, and I'd say, hey, you just, just hold on. And so she would wrap her little legs around me, and then she would hold on with her arms on my neck, and she would hold really, really tightly, and then I would be able to, you know, pick up the playpen, and I'd be able to pick up the little bag, you know, the, the diaper bag, and I'd be able to walk with a human backpack on my, on my chest. And then what would happen is she'd, she'd be holding so tightly, her eyes would be squeezed shut, she'd be just clinging to me, and I'd put down the, 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 the thing, and I'd put down the playpen, and then I'd grab her around her waist, and I'd say, okay, you can let go now, because I got you. And then she would release, because she knew that I had her. I feel like the word for us today is that the Father has you. He's got you. You can let go now, because he's got you. We think about the word release, to define it, we would say to relieve from something that confines, whether burdens or oppresses. To release. And how many know that we need to understand this idea of release because we are in a spiritual battle? There is a battle being fought around us every single day. And the first battleground in your life is actually in your mind. There is a battle that is being fought in your mind. In, in the book of 2 Corinthians 10, Paul talks about it this way. He says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God to the pulling down of strongholds. See, what, what he's saying here is that sometimes we can get some strongholds in our lives. Some things that attach themselves to us that we can't let go of. And, and what's a stronghold? It's something that has a stronghold on you in your life. You see, the, the, the weapons of the enemy are lies. And the, the, the enemy loves to lie to you and tell you things that are untrue. And these things can become strongholds in your mind. Here, here's a great definition. A stronghold is any area of your life where you are unable to receive God's truth. 
A stronghold is any area in your mind where you are unable to receive God's truth. So my question to you today, church, is where is your mind set? Where is your mind set? There are so many things around us that surround us that try to come and speak to us and speak lies and, and speak deception and speak oppressions. But, but, but there is, there is a, a grace that God brings when he says to you, it's time for you to release it. It's time for you to let it go. And here's my question for you today. Is your mind set on facts? Or is your mind set on the truth? Is your mind set on facts? Or is your mind set on the truth? Is your, mind, in other words, is your mind set on the facts or is your mind set on faith? Rich Wilkerson Jr. says it this way when he defines the difference between facts and truth. He says, facts cannot change the truth, but the truth can change the facts. In Life Church, we don't live according to facts. We live according to the truth. Let, let me show you what I mean by this. The fact might be that you feel alone. That might be the fact. But the truth is that you're not alone because he will never leave you nor forsake you. Okay? The fact might be that I'm losing, uh, I'm losing it all. I, I'm losing. I'm not doing well. But the truth is that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Okay? The fact might be that I feel like I'm going to lose it all. But the truth is that my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. Are you living according to the facts are you living according to the truth? I believe that in 2023, we need to shift into a new mindset. We need to shift into a place where my cares become my prayers. Where my worry comes my worship. My petitions become my praise. My stress becomes my supplication. My vision is my victory. And my concerns are my confidence in Christ. We need to shift into a new mindset. It's time for us to release. Now, how are we going to do this? How are we going to overcome this? How are we going to fight these things? How are we going to overcome these lies and these strongholds in our lives? I want to give you some keys today, and I believe that God has spoken to me a truth that is going to bring life and deliverance to you today. How are we going to do it? Well, it's found in our text today, Isaiah chapter 30, verse 15. For as thus says the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning in rest you shall be saved. In quietness and confidence shall be your strength. Now let me give you a little bit of context to what's going on when this, when this passage is written. Okay, so what's happening here is Israel in that moment is wrestling with the difference between the facts and the truth. Okay, and here's the facts. The facts are that Israelites have been constantly and consistently disobeying God. They have been rebelling against the call of God on their lives. And so there is coming a consequence to them because of what they have done. And there's this, this, this nation called the Assyrians that is growing in boldness and strength. And it is inevitable that the Assyrians are going to come and decimate the Israelites. And so they start to panic, and they start to look around, and, and, and that's the fact. And so what are they going to do? Well, they try to start to try and figure it out for themselves. They start to try and work it out for themselves and say, hey, can we, can we figure this out? Can we do something about it? And they look around them, and they realize that there's another nation that also is right in the path of the Assyrians, and it's the Egyptians. 
And they say, okay, well, let's go make a pact with the Egyptians, and, and we will form a, 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 a coalition, and we'll join together, and, and we're going to form an alliance here, and that way we'll be stronger because we've got the Egyptians on our side. And what God says here in this passage, we haven't read it, but he says to them, listen, you think that the Egyptians are going to save you, but in fact, you've just created a, bet, a, a greater breach in your wall. So they're like, okay, fine. So then after this passage here, they say, well, then we're just going to run away. We're going to get on our horses, and we're going to ride away. And the Lord says to them, no, no, their horses are way faster than your horses. You're not going to get away. And so they're desperately trying to figure it out. They're desperately trying to work their way through. They're desperately trying to to figure out how are we going to get free from this? How are we going to avoid this battle? How are we going to overcome this conflict? And and it's, it's just building up in them. And here's the truth. The truth is their attempts are going to fail. But their truth is also this. The only hope for their situation is in God. The only hope for their situation is in God. Here's my big idea today. Victory is found when we release everything to Jesus. Victory is found when we release everything to Jesus. And this morning, what we're going to do is I'm going to give you four keys to living a life of release. Four keys this morning to living a life of release. How do we give it back to Jesus? Maybe, I don't know what you're facing today. Maybe it's a financial burden that you're, you're wrestling with. Maybe it's a, an issue of your physical health that you're wrestling with. Maybe it's a relationship in your life that's just not going well, and you're, you're wrestling with that today. And the Lord's saying, it's time for you to let it go. Time to give it to me. Maybe it's a job. I don't know what it is that you're wrestling with today, but the Lord is here to bring freedom and bring life and bring hope and bring uh, truth and bring peace and bring joy. So here's the four keys to living a life of release. Here it is. Number one, Isaiah 30, verse 15. For thus says the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest you shall be saved. In quietness and confidence shall be your strength. Number one, return. So what about the Egyptians? What about the horses that we can get on? What about all these other things? No, no, no. You see what's going on here? The Israelites are building it up, building it up, building it up. God, what do we need to do? What do we need to do? And this is what God says. Return. Come back to me. You say, well, what does that mean? Return. It means to do something again. Return. What do we know about turning? When you first got saved, when you first received Jesus into your life, the first thing that you did is you turned to him. That's the first thing that you did. You were walking your own way. You were doing your own thing. You were on your own path. You thought you had it all figured out. And then you realized that you needed something. You needed a Savior. And his name is Jesus. And so as you were walking, you suddenly stopped. The Bible calls it repentance. And you turned around and you went after the things of God. And this is the first step to living a life of of, of release. Is that you return. You return. You turn again. You come back to the things of God. You come back to the things that he has for you. You release it. You stop trying to fight all your own battles, and you place your trust in the Lord. Psalm 55 verse 22 says, Give your burdens to the Lord, and he will take care of you. He will not permit the godly to slip and fall. 1 Peter 5, 7, and 8 says, Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Come on, church. Turn again to God. 
Turn again to truth. Turn again to his word. Turn again to repentance. Return. And this idea of returning has this idea of drawing near to God. The Bible tells us if we draw near to him, he will draw near to us. We return. So, so what do I do? I gotta, I gotta figure this out. I gotta work through my finances. I gotta get, I gotta figure this part out. I gotta, I gotta do all these other things. I gotta figure all these other things out. What, what do I need to do? What, God, what do you want me to do? Return. I got you. I've got a plan for you. I know what I'm doing. I know the plans and the thoughts I think towards you, declares the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a hope and a future. Return to him. Return to him. Somebody say return. Number two. Oh, you guys ready? Okay, this is the big one. This is, this is where we got to get activated. So you guys, I hope you're ready for this because this is pretty intense, okay? So what are we going to do? How are we going to overcome the Egyptians, these things in our lives that, that, that are you know, trying to weigh us down and trying to create strongholds in our minds? What, how are we going to do this? What are we going to do? Where are we going to go, Matt? What's the next one? The answer is rest. What? Yeah, rest. The first one is return. Just come back to God. The second one is rest. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Hebrews chapter 4, verses 9 and 11 says, Therefore remains, uh, therefore a rest for the people of God, for he who has entered his rest has himself ceased from his works, as God did from his. Let us therefore be diligent to enter into that rest, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. I, I don't know if you realize this. You might be thinking, wait a minute, I've heard this already. Yes, you have. My dad got up earlier and gave this word. Release it to him. Return to the Lord. Rest in him. Do you know that God truly is big enough to handle your problem? Do you know that, that, that no matter what you're facing, you know, one of the lies of the enemy is that, oh, he, well, he can help everybody, but not you. You know, like you did something that was really not good. Like you did all these things. That's one of the lies of the enemy. That's a stronghold that gets in there. Guess what? That's a lie. And God is big enough to meet you in your needs. Whatever it is that you're facing, God is big enough and strong enough to meet you right where you're at. We return to God. We rest in him. Um, this is a comment from David Guzek. Trusting God's promises means rest. When we trust God, we don't have to strive for ourselves. We don't have to run all about trying to protect or guard ourselves. We have the best protector, the best guard in God. We can rest in him. And when we do... It shows that we're really trusting in God's promise. Rest. He's our defender. He's our mighty warrior. We can trust in him. We can know that God's got us. Amen? Somebody say rest. Number three, again, oh, that's going to get intense now. I hope you guys are ready. Here we go. Number three, this is it. This is how are we going to live a life of release? How are we going to do this? What do we need to do? Where's the Egyptians at? Where's the, where's the horses at? What do I need to do? How do I need to figure all this out? <gasps> Number three, quietness. Somebody whisper that back to me, quietness. 
So we've got return. Come back to God. Come back to God. Come back to his promises. Come back to his truth. Come back to the word of God. Come back to him. Come back to him. Rest. Trust the Lord. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your steps. Trust in him. There's great relief in trusting in the Lord. The third one is, is, is quietness. And this word is the word, um, the primitive word here is to repose, appease, quietness, rest, settle. Oh, I like this one. Be still. Be still. Psalm 46 verse 10 says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Come on. Look, I don't know where you're at right now, but the facts around you might look like there's chaos taking off all around you right now. That might, that might be the facts that you're seeing around you, but the truth is that God's got this. He's in control. He knows what he's doing. He's got a plan. And we can have quietness in our soul as we come before the great king of all kings. Daniel Guzik says, trusting God's promises means quietness. You don't need to argue for your side when God is on your side. Be quiet before him and before others. It shows that you really trust him. Trust the Lord. Trust the Lord. You guys catching this? You catching this? Okay, I've got a fourth one here for you today. And then we're going to close. Number four. Here's what it says. The fourth one is confidence. Return, rest, quietness, and confidence. And here's the word that I felt that God put on my heart when this word came up. This is what God I felt really put in me, and this is it. For some of you, this is a word for you right now. Don't go back. Go forward because God is taking you through. Whatever it is that you're facing in your life right now, don't go back. Go forward because God is taking you through. I don't know what that means to somebody here, but I believe that's a prophetic word for somebody here today. Hebrews chapter 4.16 says, So let us come boldly to the throne of our most gracious God. There we will receive mercy and will find grace to help us when we need it most. Hebrews 13.6, So we can say with confidence, The Lord is my helper, so I have no fear. What can mere man do to me? This is truth, church. Proverbs 14.26, In the fear of the Lord there is strong confidence, and his children will have a place of refuge. Come on, 2 Timothy 1.7, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. Philippians 1.6, Be confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Proverbs 3.26, For the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught. Come on, Life Church, we need to walk in faith. Come on, God's got this. He knows what he's doing. Trusting in God means confidence. You aren't given to despair or fear because God, you trust his promises. You know that he can and will come through for you, and you have profound confidence in the God who loves you. Can I get an amen? Can I get an amen? He 
has not let you go. He knows what you're facing. He sees where you are, and we can have confidence in the mighty God. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. They shall all fall. He will not leave you nor forsake you. God is for you. Who can be against you? Who can be against you? There's a song that has been just ministering to me um, lately, and and I just wanted to read you the, the, um, I'm going to read it to you. I might just sing it over you, okay, if that's okay. Even drinking water can be fun. Okay, here's what it says. So this song is, is by a group called Voo Church. The song is called This Too Shall Pass. And in the bridge it says this. And it's not too late to begin again. Because in everything, he is working for good. If it's not okay, it's not the end. Just hold on. He'll carry you through. I'll read that to you again. And it's not too late to begin again. Because in everything, he's working for good. If it's, not, if it's not okay, then it's not the end. Just hold on, and he'll carry you through. It goes like this. And it's not too late to begin again. Because in everything, he is working for good. If it's not okay, then it's not the end. Just hold on, he will carry you through. And it's not too late to begin again. Cause in everything, he is working for good. If it's not okay, then it's not the end. Just hold on, he will carry you through. If it's not okay, then it's not the end. Just hold on, he will carry you through. Just hold on, he will carry you through. Come on. Amen. Amen. Do you believe that this morning, church? Hold on. Cling to the Lord. Cling to the Lord like Ashlyn clung to me as a little child when I was trying to carry all these different things, and she would just cling to me and hold on. Hold on. Hold fast to him because he's going to grab you in his arms, and then you can release it to him. You can cast all your cares and worries before him. Life Church, this is a year of victory. This is a year of release. Victory is found when we release everything to Jesus. Amen. So this morning, as we respond to this word, and I feel like we need to respond to this word, this is a word that requires a response. You remember I told you earlier that the Israelites, the context of this particular passage is that the Israelites are facing something that's very real. There's facts all around them that are very, very real that they're facing. And they are desperately trying to figure it out for themselves. They're working so hard. They're like, we're going to get the Egyptians. We got fast horses. They're trying to work these things out for themselves. And all along what God is looking for is for a people that would turn and return to him. For a people that would put their trust in the living God. I'd like you just to close your eyes for just a moment and bow your heads. And I wonder if there have been Egypts in your life. If there have been things in your life that you need 
to release and you need to let go of because you've been holding so tightly to them. And this morning, the word of the Lord comes to you and says this, let it go. It's not too late to begin again because in everything, he's working for good. And if it's not okay, it's not the end. Just hold on. He'll carry you through. I believe this morning is a morning of deliverance. This morning is a morning of release. This morning is a morning where uh, God is going to make all things new. You can start fresh today in Jesus Christ. This is the promise that we have from our great God. First of all, if you've never heard this message before and you have never received Jesus, I want to tell you something. The Bible tells us that we have all sinned and fallen short of God's glory. The Bible says that, that we're born that way. And it tells us that because we've fallen short of God's glory, that the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. The Bible tells us that he became sin, that we might become the righteousness of God in him, that Christ died for us so that we can be alive in him. And this morning, if you've never heard that message before, you've never turned to God, and you've never recognized your need of a Savior If you're here this morning, you've never heard this message before, you say, Matt, for the first time, I want to respond, and I want to say, God, come into my life and change me from the inside out. That's what he promises that he will do. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, just for a moment, I I just want to give this opportunity. If you're online and you're watching this, and you're at home, and you heard this message today, and it's speaking to your heart, and you say, I've never received Jesus in my life before. I've never called myself a Christian or a follower of Jesus And you say, this morning, I want to make a stand. I want to make a call, a a, a choice that I'm going to follow him. If that's you, if there's anybody here, can I just see, would you just put your hand up? Nobody's looking right now. Anybody here? Awesome. Anybody at home today need to respond to this? We have people on the chat standing by to pray with you. Okay, number two. If you right now can identify an Egypt in your life, something that you've been clinging to, maybe it's, it could be, we're making this really intense. This can be really, really simple. It could be uh, a Netflix series that you turn to as a coping mechanism. It, it could be um, the financials, checking your bank statements to make sure that everything's going well. It could be, um, it, I, it could be anything very, very simple that, that you're using right now to try and deal with the thing that God's telling you to let go. And you know right now in your heart what that is. You know that you need to let it go. If that's you right now and you say, man, I know what you're talking about. I, I understand. I'm, the Lord's speaking to me right now. I need to let this go. If that's you, just put your hand up wherever you are. All over the place. Hands are going up. Just in line with this, for all of you that are responding right now with your hands up, I just feel like the Lord is really saying with that release, releasing is like the opposite of striving. And I just really felt the Holy Spirit, I'm like, no, I'm not going to go up here. He's doing it. But I just really felt I needed to say that word about striving. Sometimes we're trying to make it all right on our own and striving and trudging through. And God brought me to... Um, Second Chronicles 20, with, when we've got Jehoshaphat, and he's going against the enemies, and this is this, the great passage, you know, when he brings out the singer, he puts the singers out, and they worship before the battle goes in the Old Testament. 
But there's some scriptures here that are just popping out, and they're, they don't know what to do. And they say in verse, this is Second uh, Chronicles 20, verse 12, it says, Oh, our God, will you not judge them, their enemies? For we have no power against this great multiple, uh, multitude that is coming against us. We have this no power. And you might feel that right now. You've been striving. You've been trying to figure things out. It's striving. You've been trying to figure things out. It's exhausting. Again, the opposite of just release and surrender. And these people say, we do not know what to do. But our eyes are on you. We do not know what to do. But our eyes are on you. And it goes on to say, it says, you do not need to fight this battle. You only need to be still. Which is exactly what Matt was, has been talking about. And we do feel this so strongly in our hearts, church. God is calling us into a season of releasing. And, and we, are, we all carry so many things. Striving, these weights. Trying to figure things out. And we forget. I forget that I serve a mighty, yeah. powerful God, yes. and it is his battle, not mine. But my responsibility, your responsibility, is to still, to surrender, and to rest. And that is very hard. It's like active to try to rest in that place. And that's trust, surrender. Yes. So I just really felt that strongly. And you can pray over them, but... Um, just uh, that spirit of striving. It's the same thing. I just, you need to give it to the Lord. You only need to be still and turn your eyes. Our eyes are on you, God. We do not know what to do in this situation. Whatever situation you are facing right now, God, I don't know what to do, but my eyes are on you. God, as a church, our eyes are on you. Father, we are, our eyes are set on you. We want to set our gaze, and if we feel like we can't do it right now, Lord Jesus, Father, I pray that you would help each and every person here to be able to set their gaze and their focus up on you above the circumstances, above the situations. Striving would cease in Jesus' name. Striving and trying to fight and do it on our own, Lord Jesus, because you have not asked that of us. You've asked us to still and to trust. Strong confidence. Return to Jesus. Strong confidence in that he can do what he said he will do. The God of this Bible is the God who will do and he will come through for you in your situation. I believe that because that is truth in Jesus' name. That is truth in Jesus' name. So God, we pray right now for your people. Every hand that was raised before Lord Jesus, every person that has something that they are carrying, which is all of us, by the way. Sometimes they're just more blaringly obvious in our lives in different seasons. God, I just 